Thank you for joining us today on Drawing Near. This podcast is designed to help in drawing near to God through reading God's Word and then applying its truths to our lives. If I can be of assistance to you, feel free to reach out to me through my email address in the description section of this podcast. Sinful human beings are incapable of understanding truth unless God opens them to it. His process for opening the sinful heart is simple. In Romans chapter 10, verse 17, we are told that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. God uses his word to bring about faith and understanding. Today on Drawing Near, Jesus does just that. He opens the scriptures, and then the disciples' dull eyes are opened. Let's take our Bibles and turn to Luke chapter 24 and study. Jesus opens their understanding. And as we prepare for today's study, let's go to the Lord together in prayer. Father, we thank you for the illuminating power of your Holy Spirit in conjunction with your Holy Word. Father, you make it possible for us to see, understand, hear, and believe. We need to respond to these kinds of revelations, these kinds of promptings by faith. But Father, you provide all that we need for life and godliness. Father, help us to be discerning, to see, to hear, to understand. Father, we desire to know what you want us to know. Guide us in our study today. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. In our last study, Jesus has appeared to his disciples. They've touched him. They've handled him. And yet there's still something missing. So he asked them if they have any food, and they bring him broiled fish and honeycomb. In verse 44 of Luke chapter 24, we read these words. Then he said to them, These are the words which I spoke to you while I was still with you, that all things must be fulfilled which were written in the law of Moses and the prophets and the Psalms concerning me. And he opened their understanding that they might comprehend the scriptures. Jesus begins this process by telling them that they are experiencing exactly what he had told them that they would experience while he was still with them before dying on the cross. All that Jesus had done in the upper room in the Garden of Gethsemane, on the cross, in his death, burial, and resurrection had to happen. That's what he says. These things must be fulfilled. And these are the things which were written in the Old Testament, in the Law of Moses, the Prophets, and the Psalms. Did you know the Old Testament spoke so much of the Lord Jesus Christ? I think many of us ignore the Old Testament simply because we think that it's irrelevant, or it's outdated, or it only applies to the Jews. But that's not true at all. The Old Testament gives us much understanding about Jesus and about what he came to do and what he accomplished. And we need to study it. We need to be familiar with it. As a matter of fact, the disciples who preached and taught, Paul, Peter, John, all of those disciples, their scriptures for sharing Christ were the Old Testament. And their understanding begins here. Jesus, in verse 45, opens their understanding that they might comprehend the scriptures. Notice that it doesn't say that Jesus opened their understanding so that they might believe him and that he was resurrected, but rather that they might understand, comprehend the scriptures. 
This is an important thing for you and I to realize. We, in and of ourselves, are unable to recognize truth. Faith must be applied to the Word of God for us to understand it. And it is God who opens up our eyes, who opens our understanding to the truth of His Word. We must study the Scriptures in fellowship, in conjunction with the Holy Spirit of God, as he does his work of giving us understanding and of giving us faith. God must do this work in our lives, and we need to humble ourselves and recognize that it's not our intellectual prowess that enables us to understand, nor is it our lack of intellect that keeps us from understanding. The scripture is understood by faith, and God must illuminate our hearts and minds regarding his scriptures. Jesus is doing that here. The Holy Spirit indwells us, and he is our teacher. Jesus says, I will not leave you alone. I will not leave you without a comforter, without a teacher. He tells us that in John. So he opens their understanding so that they might comprehend or understand the scriptures. In verse 46, then he said to them, thus it is written, and thus it was necessary for the Christ to suffer and to rise from the dead the third day. Notice he talks about the Christ, the Messiah. He is the Christ. He is Jesus Christ, Jesus the Christ. But he doesn't say I. He talks about the Christ because that's who's pointed to in the scriptures. And he said it was necessary. It was written and it was necessary that the Christ, that the Messiah, suffer. Isaiah 53 points this out clearly. And to rise from the dead the third day and that repentance and remission of sins should be preached in his name to all nations, beginning at Jerusalem. Now, we cannot miss verse 47, because it directly applies to our understanding of the gospel and what it is to trust in Christ. We need to understand that repentance and the remission of sins is to be preached in the name of Jesus to all nations, not just to the Jew, but also to the Gentile. Here at the end of Luke, Jesus clearly lets the disciples know that the Jews are not the only ones who benefit from Jesus' death, burial, and resurrection. Gentiles do as well. The Old Testament says that over and over again, but the Jewish eyes were blind to it. And as we see what verse 47 says, it's not simply believing in Jesus that results in salvation. It's repentance. We need to turn away from our sin and by faith turn and follow Jesus Christ as our Savior and our Lord. We need to turn away from our bondage to sin and become servants, slaves of the Most High God. Follow Jesus Christ. We need to repent. We need to have a change of heart. And our sins need to be removed. Jesus does that on the cross. And through faith in Jesus Christ, we come into the cleansing of our sins through the shedding of his blood. Because God tells us in the New Testament that without the shedding of blood, there is no remission of sins. And so Jesus had to die, and he had to rise from the dead. And all of this happened so that repentance and the remission of sins should be preached in his name to all nations, beginning at Jerusalem. Jesus tells the disciples in Acts chapter 1 that when the Holy Spirit comes upon them, they shall be his witnesses in Jerusalem Judea, Samaria, and the uttermost parts of the world. That's what he's talking about in verse 47. Verse 48 says, And you are witnesses of these things. 
They saw all of Jesus's earthly ministry, and they see Jesus dying, Jesus being buried, and his resurrection. That's why he does all of these things to show himself visibly alive, because he wanted witnesses. Verse 49, behold, I send the promise of my Father upon you. He's referring to the Holy Spirit here. This is the promise of God. Jesus, when he ascends to heaven, sends the Holy Spirit upon the followers of God. This happens on the day of Pentecost in the upper room, but it happens in each of our lives when we put our faith and trust in Jesus Christ. When we repent of our sins and receive the forgiveness of sins, then this promise of the Father, this Holy Spirit, comes in and dwells with us, indwells our hearts and lives. Then he tells them, but tarry in the city of Jerusalem until you are endued with power from on high. Until the Holy Spirit comes upon you, wait in the city of Jerusalem. Now, some of this is expounded in Acts chapter 1. Luke writes the Gospel of Luke, and he also writes the book of Acts. So we can see this more fleshed out in the book of Acts. But look at verse 50. And he led them out as far as Bethany, and he lifted up his hands and blessed them. I can't begin to imagine all of these things that took place. Jesus meets with them on the mountain. He gives the great commission. He tells them to go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And lo, I'm with you always, even unto the end of the age. He blesses them at Bethany. He walks with them and teaches them and continues to expound the scriptures, no doubt. And then verse 51 says, Now it came to pass, while he blessed them, while he is blessing them, that he was parted from them and carried up into heaven. And again, we can see this in Acts chapter 1. And they worshiped him. Jesus is worthy of our worship. Not just God the Father. The Lord Jesus Christ is worthy of our worship. The Holy Spirit is worthy of our worship. They together are God. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. And they worshiped him. And then they obeyed him. They returned to Jerusalem to await the promise of the Father. But they returned to Jerusalem with great joy. Think about that for just a second. Their master, their savior, their friend has just ascended into heaven. He has left. Earlier, they believed that Jesus was resurrected, but joy was missing. Now he has parted from them and they experience great joy. You would think that there would be a sadness, a loss in the fact that Jesus has ascended into heaven and now they are alone. But that's not the truth. They understood. They could perceive the truth. Their eyes had been opened. Their understanding had been opened. Jesus had expounded the truth of the scriptures. And now they had hope. Now they believed with joy. And they obeyed Jesus with great joy. And were continually in the temple praising and blessing God. Amen. <laughs> Do you see this? When they were right, when they understood, when their eyes were opened, when they were worshiping the Lord, they were continually in the temple praising and blessing God. They were together, Acts tells us that, and they were praising and blessing God. When our hearts are right, when our minds are right, when we're walking under the illumination of the Holy Spirit in accordance with the word, we should have great joy in all of the truths God is making known to us 
and we should continually want to be together as the body of Christ, praising and blessing God. It's a sad thing that so many people who profess a relationship with Christ want nothing to do with the body of Christ, his church, his people. There's something wrong there. Every single time there's something wrong there. Their hearts aren't right. They don't understand. They don't see correctly. Maybe they're not even saved. I don't know. But when we're right, this is where we are. We have great joy. We have great faith. We want to be with the body of Christ. We want to be worshiping, praising, and blessing God. The music in the worship service is not the point. The order of service is not the point. Whether or not you have all the amenities that so many churches have to aid in worship, that's not the point. Worshiping God through the study of his word and living out that word together with the body of Christ, that is the point. That is the point. And Luke closes this gospel with one word. Amen. It's the truth. Let it be so. And we need to say amen as well. Father, thank you for this passage of Scripture. Thank you for all of the Gospel of Luke. Thank you for the patience of those who have labored with me as we have gone through this Gospel day by day, study by study. Father, I pray your blessing upon their lives. I pray that you would open our eyes to the need of your Word, to the understanding of your Word. But we're not going to understand unless we engage your Word. So help us to do that together and individually. And Father, illuminate us, open our eyes, give us clarity. Thank you so much for the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you so much for what he has done for us and how we are able to worship you and serve you and glorify you with great joy. Because one day we will see perfectly. We will see clearly, as Paul talks about in 1 Corinthians 13. But until that time, we see by faith and hope claiming the promises that you have made to us through Jesus Christ. Thank you for your indwelling Holy Spirit, who is our teacher and our comforter, our counselor. We thank you for him. May we yield to his leadership and be filled with him. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Thank you for studying with us today. You can subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or Spotify. Drawing Near is a ministry of FBC Tip City, based on the truth that if we will draw near to God, he will draw near to us.